live once again with the Crossroads Music Podcast with the floating. What's going on, everybody? With the floating, it's not Photoshop. This is actually a real stunt. (laughs) But let's see if this will uh, this will come up on the microphone here. Nope. No. Okay. Maybe it's just not. It's just every time I try. Maybe I just should just do because usually it works. I just do. We're here streaming live on twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast where you can see Eric Brown's uh, floating beer can on screen. <laughs> I'll, I'll let it float. Ready? Ready, everybody? Ready? Oh, oh my God. So much magic. So much magic. So much magic. So much magic. <laughs> Actually, I'll turn it over here so I can read. Very good. It is. Let's kick it off. Would you like let's, me to? Oh, yeah, let's, let's kick it let's off. Let's kick okay. it off with your uh, drink of choice for this week. Uh, so this is from Backcountry Brewing, which is out of Squamish, BC, which is uh, essentially like paradise in terms of mountain biking and skiing. It's just outside of Whistler kind of thing. And uh, so I saw this in the store and I instantly had to get it because it's a reference to Spinal Mine goes to 11, and it's obviously the amplifier knobs, which have 11 on it. And uh, the back is kind of funny. It says, in ancient times, before the dawn of history, no one knows what is or what we did. It's actually quite unbelievable, but we turned up our fruit dose to 11. Why wouldn't we make 10 the highest? Because we can turn it up to 11. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a mango coconut lime sour. So usually sours are like a, uh, I want to say, like it's like drinking juice, which could be deadly because it doesn't taste like beer. It just tastes like juice. So uh... <laughs> that's an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. And while you're enjoying your first sip, Ben, how's it going? Mm, Squamish for seven years. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah, apparently it's paradise out there. I haven't been, but it's on the bucket list. Uh, for sure. So how how is the drink? It's very refreshing, which is, is very deadly. Is it very coconutty? It ta- yeah, it tastes like I'm in the tropics. It tastes like I'm drinking some fruit juice on like in Cuba or Hawaii or something. Mm. And it's 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 glorious and it's 5.5 percent. so i could see you just downing these and then by the end of it crawling home so very nice all right let's let's get to uh some music talk here um eric what have you been listening to this past week actually before you start that i actually got a new mouse and keyboard uh this week so you should probably hear less clicks on stream. You might still be able to hear my keyboard slightly, but no more mouse clicks on stream, which is sort of Ooh. nice. Ooh, that's exciting. New gear is always fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What you've been listening to, Sir Eric? Uh, so um, I haven't really been listening to much. I checked out uh, this band that I've come across. It's been around for a while. Uh, Whiskey Myers. They're like a southern rock band with a lot more country elements in them, and they are actually pretty kick. They're they remind me of like uh, like Blackberry Smoke, uh, 
Um, and then, like, I, I don't know, like, they're way better than Leonard Skinner, in my opinion, <laughs> like, in that style of Southern rock genre. Uh, but one. Wow. <laughs> <They are laughs> right way. off the bat, eh? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Leonard Skinner. <laughs> uh, I'm not even drunk yet, but uh, we'll get there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and then I checked out Matt Mason is coming out with a new album called Never Had to Leave. And so I checked out uh, the singles off that. There's three right now. And uh, I got to say, the first opener of the of the album, I wasn't really a fan of. And it's number one on the album, which is kind of sad because usually the first song pulls you in, right? But yeah. uh, the other two are pretty decent. Uh, I like it. Uh, that's all I've been really listening to, but I have been watching this show, um, which a coworker has, uh, got me into. It's called No Cover. Uh, I don't know. No, you've been watching that too? I've been watching that also. Wait, (laughs) before we continue this conversation, because we'll probably spoil a bunch of stuff, how far did you get? So I just literally just finished, uh, the episode right before the No Mercy, like, so like episode six, I want to say. So they've gone through all the bands. Oh, okay. They so picked it. So yeah, the next the next episode is the No Mercy round, like all the No Mercy bands. Uh, okay. Um, so like the I think that's the semifinals, no? Uh, kind of. I think I think they're still trying to establish. So like all the people that that are like made it from the radio exec or the the sorry not the radio record execs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they chose the people. So I'm into that round now. So they're gonna uh, okay. choose. So I've I've finished it. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for uh-huh. you uh, all the way to the end. Uh, ben is saying no cover is great. Also, yeah, like it's it's surprising how good it is. And Tosin mm-hmm. on on the show is like my favorite. He's, he's a beast. So <laughs> he's so technical of a musician that his like all his feedback is like your tempo is lagging or you're a bit sharp or you're a bit flat. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> yeah. I do like, uh, like, cause Gavin Rossdale comes across as that bit of a pretentious mm. judge. He's right. like, Oh, your lyrics aren't dark enough. <laughs> uh, so I don't like, I don't like your song, <laughs> but I, I did find that, um, I thought that the judges were like a perfect arrange arrangement. Um, I was very surprised with uh, the pop singer there, Bishop. Kate Bishop. Bishop Briggs. Yeah. Oh. Or, or whatever her name is. Bishop. Uh, yeah, but Bishop's she, just based off the genre she plays, like she, it seems like she was like very like she liked parts of, you know, some of the bands. Whereas like I, I feel like Gavin and especially Tossin, they're like, yeah, this this genre is not my jam. But good job, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Uh, but I, I did think that the judges actually were well picked. Thought that they were pretty good, like all throughout kind of different genres, different eras too of yeah. music. Like Alice Cooper, like I feel like when he was given like, Oh, your singing is amazing, like I feel like that's like such a good compliment, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Alice Cooper uh, there is such a great judge because like he's always about like the stage performance, because like that's mm-hmm. his his whole shtick, but uh I yeah, did, I did find the record execs like when they go to the no like that motel and then <laughs> they get the I felt I felt like they were a lot more harsher, 
Yeah, they were right? way harsher. Yeah. They're like, yeah, your song is shit. Uh, you know, um, I was, I didn't even remember what the song sounded like. So, be better as a band. <laughs> like, uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Ben's mentioning uh, how Tosin uh, called out the guy who didn't play bass that was playing bass for like the first time. Oh, ever. that was amazing! Just so sniped fun. him. I know. Is this your first time playing bass? <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and it was true. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Tosin, like Animals Leaders, that band. Oh, it's so good. I, Eric, I don't mm-hmm. know if you listen to like his music. I have. But- I have. Man. It's it's pretty like it's on a different level. It's so for sure. technical. It's so, like it's ridiculous what he can play. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that show's like really good. Yeah, it's kind of neat because it's like play your covers kind of thing, and yeah, it's yeah. it's it's just really cool. Like even the uh, the guy that um, uh, what you call it, the guy that filmed uh, American History X there the oh, old guy yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. i felt like he was cool too right like he's like that artsy fartsy guy yeah uh, like i'm surprised they like even let him on the show mm-hmm. like it was like on like tv like these typical like talent shows that would never have made it <laughs> yeah exactly and then there was that band that was like their first show ever <laughs> like <laughs> i thought that was funny too <laughs> yeah uh, I did. I still think, uh, out of everybody I've heard so far, I I loved that bluegrass metal mm, band. Right. That that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. was like the first episode. I was like, these guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, they're so good. And I think you've gone far enough, but they get better. Like I feel like their songs get okay. better because it's like oh, nice. definitely like the first song that they play is very. Uh, it's sort of like niche right? Like, mm-hmm. like if you do a full album of that, you're going to get like, this is, this is just a joke at this point, but they do, <laughs> as the show goes on, they do show a lot of depth. Um, so it's really nice. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, it's funny that you're watching that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably finish it off tomorrow because I literally watched six episodes. Oh my gosh. I think like in the beginning, it's like 30 minutes, but by the end, it's like hour long episodes. Okay. Nice. It gets a lot. Maybe, maybe a couple days. (laughs) 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 Uh, Cool. Anything else? Anything else you've been listening to? That's it, man. Sweet. Um, I don't think I really have anything crazy to mention. Just been listening to just like some stuff on shuffle listening to Eminem recently uh it's just like just lyrically the guy has like so much talent but yeah nothing nothing like too crazy to talk about so let us move on to uh today in music history oh I did get some feedback from some of our listeners that we should add in uh like segment music so every time we move to a different segment we should have like a, a theme song or a transition song play Uh, or at least a sound effect. I think that's something we'll look into uh, once we come back from our break in uh, in two weeks. (laughs) We should, like, do the most, like, like, ridiculous Ridiculous. thing. So unrelated, like, sound effects. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah we'll uh, we'll look into doing that that might be actually something uh fun to add in nice uh but today is july the 7th and eric our favorite drummer in the world beatles drummer ringo Starr, is born in dingle liverpool england dingle i've been to dingle ireland but not to dingle that's a strange name for uh county (laughs) yes i think there's in ireland it's dingle peninsula so it's actually it's actually i think it's where uh, they filmed the new star wars like with the little like where luke's where luke skywalker lives oh in the in the in the island or whatever yeah Yeah, yeah. i think that's in that's near dingle on dingle peninsula (laughs) so i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure correct me if i'm wrong that's funny people so anyways it's ringo star's birthday uh happy birthday ringo Um, and then also another uh, birthday, 1947, David Hodo, uh, who is the village people's construction worker, is born in Palo Alto, California. It's, I have no comment about it the would village suck. people. But. It would honestly suck to be like the character in the village people, like, mm-hmm. like the police officer or the, <laughs> I don't even know. What are the mascots in that band? The the Native no, like, American. I really hope that guy is actually like Native American. If, imagine it was just like a white guy dressed as a Native American, and like he's forever known as the Native American in uh, the Village People. That'd be messed up. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, uh, another birthday, 1948, Larry Rhino Reinhardt, guitarist for Iron Butterfly, is born in Florida. That's an old school psychedelic rock band. Um, I actually didn't know this, but 1950, Johnny Cash joins the U.S. Air Force. Oh. I never knew he was like part. I guess it would make sense. Like back then, like any capable male was uh, joining the army, but like. I didn't mm-hmm. know Johnny Cash joined the Air Force. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Actually, yeah. usually it's just usually the Army or the Navy or yeah. something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that's interesting. I wonder if he, like, shot anyone. Like, shot someone in the air. Probably not. 1950. Uh, the Korean War is going on. But I wonder Starting if, of the Vietnam yeah, I War. I feel like if he was deployed into combat, I feel like I would, like, we would have known that. Yeah, we would have known that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. He probably just played for everybody, played music for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was his job. I mean, that's a pretty yeah. uh, useful. Yeah, we don't trust gig. Johnny Cash to uh, <laughs> fly any planes, but he plays yeah. a mean guitar. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's drunk half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1968, the Yardbirds uh, disband immediately after a gig in Lutton, England. So this would have been today their last gig that the the last iteration of the Yardbirds ever played. Mm-hmm. And then Jimmy Page would start Led Zeppelin after that. Interesting. And steal songs from the Yardbirds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 1969, John Lennon releases Give Peace a Chance in the U.S., a song he and Yoko, along with a chorus of guests, recorded at their bed-in in a Montreal hotel room. Cor- like, uh, who are the guests? 
like just random people at the hotel random who, people can, on the street hey people, yeah you you want to play the triangle <laughs> <laughs> this is the one where they like lived in the bed uh at a montreal hotel in protest um, okay and then i think guests at the hotel could just go visit john lennon and yoko ono i feel like so they probably got people <laughs> to record as they came by wonderful wonderful uh, 1973, uh, Paul McCartney and Wings release Live and Let Die. That is probably one of the better Bond songs, for sure. Question. Do you know the Guns N' Roses cover of Live and Let Die? Yes, I do. Which is better? The Paul McCartney and Wings? Well, the Wings version or the Guns N' Roses version? Mm. <sighs> That's a tough one because there's a crazy solo in... The, the Guns N' Roses. Roses version that I really like. I would I would say I'd actually like them equally, but wow, equally okay. Yeah, yeah, I would say equally. I can't decide on which one I like better. <laughs> I'm definitely on the Guns N' Roses train for that one. Mm. I don't know something about the Wings version. I don't know the strings bother me in that song for whatever reason. <laughs> It sounds it's like I don't know, it just doesn't sound recorded properly for whatever mm. every time I listen to it. Anyways. Um nineteen eighty in West Berlin, Led Zeppelin play their last concert with drummer John Bonham, who dies uh later in September. Yeah. Led Zeppelin What would have happened if John Bonham like didn't pass away? Do you think Led Zeppelin would still be together and playing? I think they would. Like a but like it just who. goes to show, yeah, I think they definitely would mm. for sure. But like the the issue is is I feel like they would just be they probably wouldn't last the genre, right? Like they, they would just they would play until everyone was tired of it and then all these, you know, glam metal bands are coming out and then people start focusing on what's new and latest uh, and then i think yeah. they would start kind of going down but uh because like like for instance like look at greta van vliet right yeah when they first came out everyone's like these guys sound exactly like led zeppelin and then it was like oh yeah they sound exactly like led zeppelin and then now nobody knows where they are <laughs> yeah because right? their new album they don't sound like led zeppelin all that much now well, I think it's because like like there are songs that still have that style to them. Yeah. But I, I think it's just like, oh, the, the hype was that all oh, these guys sound like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So everybody was on the board like, oh, yeah, it does, it does. And then now nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was their gimmick. Uh, 1984, When Doves Cry goes to number one on the Hot 100, giving Prince his first chart topper. That's a really good song. It is. It definitely is. Anything uh, that man made is pretty epic. Yeah. Uh, 1987, Eric B. and Rakim released their debut album, Paid in Full. Eric, one day we will review this album just because it's such a, it's such a <laughs> classic hip-hop album. You're, to be honest, I don't think you're going to like it to the level of A Tribe Called Quests, but it's mm. one of those hip-hop albums that you have to listen to. Mm, okay. Uh, 
1992 Spinal Tap cap their reunion tour with a sold-out show at Royal Albert Hall in London. Oh, I picked the perfect beer then for this. This <laughs> yeah, is amazing. <laughs> That's would amazing. You... I would love to see them live. Yeah, I was just about to ask, would you actually go see Spinal Tap live today? Yes. I, I feel would. like it'd just be ridiculous. Just be... It would be ridiculous. Like I'm not expecting anything like <laughs> mind blowing. I'm just expecting just to have fun and just laugh <laughs> and have a good time. I wonder if it's just jokes the whole show. It's gotta be, right? Just like gag it's after be. gag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, also on this date, 1992, the opposite of Spinal Tap, Dream Theater released their second album, Images and Words. Yeah, they're that band is so freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, they're so talented. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh 1998, along with his financial partner Don Barden, Michael Jackson announces plans to build an an entertainment complex in Detroit called the Majestic Kingdom. It never materializes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Michael Jackson did not handle his finances properly. Like buying a monkey. What did he name his monkey? Oh. Uh, um Bubbles, wasn't it? Bubbles. Wasn't it yes. Bubbles? Yeah, it was Bubbles. No. Like why? Like he built mm-hmm. like a whole theme park, Neverland, like I don't know. It seems like I think that a lot of people were in his though. Like a lot of artists definitely i don't know what to do with my money really? what i need to buy like i i feel like like especially in the pop world like i feel like some artists have been in is like like you know like i need to buy something i don't know what i'm gonna buy today but i'm gonna buy something crazy <laughs> i guess uh, it's like probably it's, today like oh, steve on. like steve aoki he bought that uh board yacht club or ape club uh nft he has a digital monkey that he owns i don't know what is with yeah. like these rich pop stars buying monkeys <laughs> well and that and that's that's what's funny right like because i was just gonna say i bet you today some pop artists will buy some ridiculous nft and there you go you just you said it <laughs> team Bioki bought a digital monkey was so. like it was something ridiculous, like six million dollars or something. It's like, like why? I don't get it. Did he get to name? Did he get to name the monkey? Uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> like I Michael don't Jackson know. did. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I, I don't know. If I was Michael Jackson, I would not waste it on a monkey. Like, why the frick would I want a monkey? <laughs> what am I gonna do with a monkey? <laughs> ah, that's so strange. Why Why wouldn't you want a monkey? Like, I would probably get something like like obviously if I was because just because I'm Canadian, I would I would probably get something like a beaver. But I would buy a would beaver ca- and how would you yeah, care for this then, animal? <laughs> I would name him something Canadian, like just Uber Canadian too. Just like Goober. I don't know what I no, you know what you know what I'd name him? I'd probably name him Gord Downey. <laughs> Here's my beaver gourd downy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would do. If this ever if this podcast 
like goes platinum or whatever or like joe rogan views you're gonna pod, buy a beaver podcast i'm gonna downy. buy a beaver and name it court downy i promise never, you this fans this is why I we're never gonna make it with this podcast <laughs> there's no, no universe where you're gonna have a beaver no, no. i'm not gonna invest in myself <laughs> i'm gonna buy a beaver <laughs> here's my pet beaver everybody court downy <laughs> yeah um uh, just chopping down all the trees in the neighborhood <laughs> it seems like so much work it just seems like way too much work yeah uh, <laughs> well because i feel like monkeys are intelligent too right so it would literally be like it'd be, I'd be like so scared <laughs> like that monkey yeah. would just like rip your face off yeah in your or throw its feces at you <laughs> yeah like i <laughs> Like why? Why do you need a monkey? I don't understand. <sighs> Anyways, uh, same day, same year, 1998. Bare Naked Ladies released their fourth studio album, Stunt. Uh, it's the can- Canadian band's breakthrough record in the U.S., where it lands at number three on the Billboard 200 albums chart. That's a great album, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2006. Great band pa- too. Yeah. I bet they would buy a Beaver. <laughs> they definitely would not they would just buy what uh dijon ketchup that's what they would buy yeah dijon ketchup yeah yeah endorsed by brian wilson <laughs> uh 2006 pink floyd founder sid barrett dies at the age of 60 Sid barrett uh, yeah such a such a sad story but yeah that whole band has so many issues. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they do. I can't. Yeah, the genius that comes out of that band, but man, so many issues. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, 2007 Live Earth, a series of concerts to initiate action against global warming, takes place around the world. Uh, Eric, do you remember Live Earth? Uh, so I remember live aid more like, cause live aid was like a consecutive, like every so many years they'd have, have one. And I remember when I, we were, we were young when live aid eight, I think it was. I think that was was called live eight. Like I don't like eight. Yeah. 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 And it was like a bunch of cities around the world that kind of did it. And yeah. I think it was at Downsview Park or something. Yeah, for the then. for the Canadian one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I I kind of vaguely remember the Earth one. I like, personally just like do not remember Live Earth. Like I I don't know who played, but I I remember there was something to do with global warming because that was when Cold Al Blank. Gore's. That was <laughs> yeah, that was when Al Gore's famous uh, you know. The inconvenient truth, or whatever yeah, it's yeah, called, yeah, yeah, yeah. was out, and then everyone was like, "Oh my god, we're all <laughs> gonna die!" <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. That's that's what I remember. Yeah, no, this was like the top of like this is the most important thing that happened on this day in music history. And I was like, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> mm. Couldn't tell you who played there. Couldn't tell you. Yeah when it was but i do recall there was some sort of live earth or whatever 
it was. And I think it was like that same time when everyone was like, everybody turn off your lights for <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs> and it's just like, this is getting ridiculous. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally, on this day, 2009, Michael Jackson's public funeral is held at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Question for you. Let's say you're super famous. Like everyone in Canada knows you. You're like Gord Downey level. Okay. Yeah. I would buy a pet beaver. Yes. That's the answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you passed away. Um, let's just say old age. Okay. You just passed away in old age. Yeah. Would you want. Okay. I'm dead. You, would you want a public funeral where fans of yours could come and pay their respects? <laughs> like you would be. You would be like open casket at the Sky Dome in the middle of the field. <laughs> hmm. I was trying I was trying to think of something funny to say. <laughs> Nothing's coming to mind. Um I would I, I like I'm not a fan of the big like overkill like thing because like if you're a musician I feel like your your famedom is like it's just crafted to like playing on stage like like i like I, I don't know any of these people like like you don't need to come to my funeral right <laughs> like that's for close friends or family right yeah. but but i but i feel like 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 i'm not going to force anybody like you know you do a tribute concert or something like you mm. know that's fine but but i like i wouldn't want this grand spectacle for a funeral right yeah like what like are, fans gonna come and visit the open casket yeah yeah, yeah. there's a <laughs> lineup like, there's a lineup and people yeah. just start like bowing like to the you. funeral will last like five days because <laughs> then you know yeah i would definitely not want a public funeral there's like that's yeah. too weird absolutely not. that's no. absolutely too weird um but anyways, Michael Jackson had one, and uh, I think there were musical performances, too. <laughs> he had his funeral. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course. Did the monkey play the banjo? <laughs> yeah, I think Bubbles played the banjo the whole time as yeah. people passed by. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyways, today is... Uh, that was Today in Music History. Insert sound effect yeah. here now as we <laughs> <change Ba-da-ba>, <laughs> there you go and now we're at music news <laughs> um so eric i know you've probably and everyone listening has heard about all the delays at uh airports all the horrendous stories that are coming out um but one famous band the arkells on their trip to oh, yeah. saskatoon uh, to play at the Saskatel Jazz Festival, uh, lost all their instruments on the flight. So the airline oh in question my lost God. every single instrument on the flight to Saskatoon. Uh, the band has refused to name uh, the airline specifically, uh, but my guess is Air Canada because Air Canada sponsors uh, the Arkells. Uh, to yeah. a certain extent so yeah. that's my guess uh that it's them um yeah that would make sense why they're not saying it because i would uh, like i feel like if it was us i'd be like this is bullshit okay <laughs> you're no longer you know what i don't even accept you as a sponsor anymore because 
because like literally like okay i am relying on your airline to get me to a show i have to play and you're sponsoring me to to an extent so like what the hell (laughs) (laughs) anyways so the arkells have lost all their instruments on their on their flight there uh so they ended up uh borrowing gear from a local band uh in saskatoon to play the show uh, but also another thing happened uh, for uh, for their show. The opening act had their flight canceled, and only their lead singer made it to the show. Everyone else could not make it to Saskatoon. Oh my god! So, so what ended up happening is the Arkells took the time to learn all the songs for the opening band and performed with the singer of that band. <laughs> Such a that beast is move. so bad. That is so like like. I I give kudos to the band. I give kudos to the band. Amazing. Awesome. Good job, guys. Like that was that is like true musicianship right there. Yeah. No, you know what? No, like we and and you can tell they're real musicians because they they're not like, "Oh, instead of canceling the, you know, so cause some people would just cancel the opening act." No, we yeah. no, we this is we're here to play music. This is what we're doing doing. So uh, kudos to them but for the airline like jesus christ like are you actually kidding me are you actually out of like like what the hell yeah it's just madness my god and this is like a pretty big band in canada like yeah. this is happening so frequently to just like regular people right now it's madness trying just to, like, saying fly. just saying i'd be demanding um because you're you're going to see the arkell right like you got tickets to go see them and you're like i'm pumped to see this band and maybe they're off that day because they're playing with instruments that they have no idea right <laughs> yeah that's like ah, oh, i've never played on this guitar before but why not okay i guess so but i i feel like i would be pushing if i was in the band to be like hey air canada i want you to give everybody a free flight somewhere in the audience <laughs> just for compensation <laughs> Because that's yep. horseshit. Yep. Um, in other news, uh, for those of you who do not want to fl- fly, uh, there is a uh, independent artist, Joey O'Neill. Uh, she's a Yukon folk songwriter. Uh, they've announced uh, that they are planning to play dog parks all over Canada. So the tour itself is called Unleashed, uh, and it started in Fort St. John, British Columbia. Uh, she's traveling across the country and visiting all the dog parks and playing at those dog parks and will eventually end up in Coburg, Ontario on September 18th. It's interesting. That's interesting <laughs> that it's all starting in Fort St. John. I have my opinions of Fort St. John, but hey. Um, no, I think that's 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 a neat, unique thing. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's going to be... like Because there's always that dog dog parks that just won't shut the fuck up (laughs) right and and i and i say that in terms of uh you know one of my dogs does that you know if you take him to a dog park he's the guy that's like oh my god i'm embarrassed to be here right now (laughs) uh but but maybe the music will uh over you know overload it or something like that so yeah i don't know know. i just thought that was an interesting way to like self promote slash uh, you know, support yourself as an artist. It's an interesting, like, yeah, no, little promotional thing. 
I think it's good and definitely like you're going to get people there because there's always people at dog parks like 100 percent and right but but like it, it is definitely unique like no other band i i don't think has done this so yeah i think that's kind of neat but yeah you know uh mattel uh creators of barbie have created a new barbie doll variant this one is uh dressed as david bowie to commemorate the 50th anniversary of his album hunky dory the barbie wears an authentic replica of the powder blue suit bowie wore in the life on mars music video i think it's pretty interesting if you look it up it actually looks pretty like close it's like pretty good it's got the red like hair like bowie and like the suit uh, mm. I think it's pretty interesting. I don't know why there's a collaboration between Barbie and David Bowie, to be honest, but I don't know. It's probably because Bowie is no longer making the decisions. That's so. true. That, that is true. But, but I mean, like, if you think about it, like, I feel like there's a Barbie everything out there. Like, I think they're making a movie. Yes, on. there is a Barbie movie coming out. Yeah, so I I feel like it's it's like a friend like us as guys. I feel like we obviously have never gotten into Barbie, right. but like you know, and if you have, like you know, kudos to you, good for you. But but I feel like it's almost like as big as Lego. Like like it's it's a pretty big brand. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, brand recognition for sure. Like everyone knows what a Barbie is and what yeah, because yeah, yeah. I agree. Cuz they 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 have themes and everything. Like they even have a freaking RCMP like Red Surge, like the typical Uber Canadian, oh geez, there, but like Barbie in in the actual Surge. Right? So so like right. I feel like like that makes sense mm. that they would do that for sure. Uh, in other news, Kiss are planning to add another 100 dates to their end of the road uh, tour, a.k.a. their farewell tour. So um, their farewell tour is never going to end. Uh, but if you do miss their farewell tour <laughs> somehow, uh, the Kiss Museum has officially opened in Las Vegas. I feel like this tour is just like you said it's never going to end and they're just going to keep adding shows onto the years like yeah. like oh we've added more shows onto 2023 <laughs> and they're just going to keep adding shows and then it's just going to be the, the tour that never ends for sure yeah 100%. like i don't know why bands keep doing this like just don't announce the farewell tour if you're not going to be serious about it yeah um in other news but you can't but but you have to announce a farewell tour in order to have a comeback like a comeback tour right so ridiculous. kiss is coming back after a year not even a year half a year they're coming back uh there are currently rumors circulating around that radiohead are done so in two. 2020 radiohead told enemy that uh, they were taking a year off from one another uh that one year is now two and a half uh what is uh actually fueling this theory though is uh there was recently a leaked 60 second demo uh that's made its way to the internet and if you play it backwards you can hear singer tom york uh somewhat say uh quote we are dead 
end quote. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> would you like That's to? Interesting. Would you like to comment? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. As soon as like I read that, I was like, people are so freaking stupid. Why would anyone yeah. like why I it's why do people like play things in reverse and try to hear things in the music? Like it's it's madness. so it's what what is more madness though is that these people are like big on like YouTube, right? Like on YouTube channels. They're like they're like their whole purpose in life is to figure out like for instance this can this floating can how is eric eric floating this can on like if you notice that in this second of the clip like you can see the bit of the book that it's that it's that it's floating on it's like it's a freaking book everybody like like i i just find it's it's funny the amount of effort people put <laughs> into this like ridiculous investigation yeah. That it's just like, okay, like you, like how many hours did you spend on that? How many hours did you spend <laughs> on rewinding the tape to figure out like we are dead? <laughs> like, like how long did that take you to come to that conclusion? That's, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, but going back to Radiohead, if they are officially done, I mean, it was a good run. They, they have a freaking you cannot touch their catalog level of mm-hmm. music yeah uh, at this point so like if they're done I be they're sad done. to see them be done but yeah. then i would be respectful that it's like okay well you know it, it's almost like i'd rather see a band leave like i think it's almost like your favorite tv show yeah. right your tv show is doing well it's you're hooked and then you're just like, oh, you know what? If they ended, I'd be sad, but I'd be happy because it was such a freaking good show. Instead of running it and beating it to a dead horse, yeah. and then the horse is just miserably dying, <laughs> like gasping for air. And you're like, get the hell up. You have one more go. <laughs> yeah. One more ride in you, you <laughs> bastard. And then... And then, like, like I, I respect that more. Like, I'd sad to see them end because, again, their music is so... Like it's it's awesome, their yeah. whole catalog is amazing, but 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 if they do go, I'd I'd be that they've retired with an awesome catalog. Yeah. Uh, Blink One Eight Two have teamed up with foodie uh, Guy Fieri uh, for a limited merchandise Wait. run. Sorry, Guy like the cook. Yes, <laughs> the food guy. Okay. Well, this is Blink-182 with the cook, Guy yeah. Fieri. Yeah. Okay. I've released... Okay. I just wanted to clarify that. Released a limited merchandise run dubbed Blink-182X Flavortown. Uh, so you can buy shirts, aprons, and much more in their collaboration. Okay. What does that mean? What is... What is... What is... Why? For, why? Why? Why is this happening? Is there is there something that <laughs> I'm not no like there's that I no, don't know? There's no reason. It's literally the most random thing I've ever like. The, <laughs> these two came together. That and is are just... that is so freaking random. 
that is so freaking random. <laughs> like, it's like not even funny. That's like Elon Musk teaming up with Gordon Ramsay to make a Tesla. This is going to be a limited edition Tesla. It's going to be the Gordon Ramsay Tesla. <laughs> right like like why <laughs> what is one is like one is not like the other yeah there's no there's absolutely no connection here um but they've teamed up and they're selling merchandise blink 182 x flavor town blink 182 x flavor town i just there's gotta be a more you know, concrete reason <laughs> no. why they're they're why they're teaming up. There's nope. got to be. No, nope. there's no there's no reason. You don't think so? Mo- nope, just money. <laughs> like, okay, the the only similarities that I can pull between them is Blink One Eighty Two is punk, right? Okay. And then Guy Fieri had a bit of that punk look to him, almost. <laughs> yeah, right. Hair, just with his know? like hair. Yeah, and then his earrings, right? But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it. But that's it. <laughs> that's it. Like, like is is Guy Fieri such a big like diehard Blink One Eighty Two fan? I don't think so. Like, I have so many questions. I have <laughs> absolutely so many questions. Why this? Why this is a thing? I, like, is I Guy Fieri gonna go on tour with them now? Imagine. Is he gonna cook? Like, is he yeah, gonna he open? Is he gonna open for 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 Blink One Eighty Two and show everybody how to cook like an omelet? He does or something. The, uh, hey guys, I'm Guy Fieri. I'm gonna cook an omelet for he, y'all. He does while those, the bands. Um, what, what's it called uh, in the U.S.? They do it before football games in, in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, forget the, what it's uh, called. Tailgate parties or whatever. Yeah, yeah, tailgating. He he's, he does yeah. the tailgating uh, <laughs> before the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's got to be some bigger reason to this. I think you're putting too much too much thought into into it. I think it's yeah. just happening. I'm like one of these YouTubers now. <laughs> I'm one of these YouTubers now. <laughs> Guy Fieri is the new vocalist for the band. <laughs> hey, you could tell because of this song that Blink 22. If you play it backwards, it says we've hired Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash are back on Spotify, <laughs> ending their boycott of the streaming service uh, that happened back in February in protest of podcaster Joe Rogan. No real reason was given other than that they will be donating their proceeds to COVID-19 charities for at least a month. I don't know why they said at least a month in their statements. That seems ridiculous, but anyways. Hmm. Um, it- They've given up on the boycott, I guess. I don't know. It's sort of stupid. They've they've just been waited out. Yeah. <laughs> ah, this is taking too long. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um AM radio seemed to be uh at its last step in its life. So as the world moves to electric cars, the electric motors in these cars produce static. This static uh, just happens to be comparable to the wavelengths of AM radio signals. Uh, They compete and effectively cancel each other out. So AM radio is on the Mm. way out. uh, Finally, Uh, question, Eric, do you actually listen to AM radio at all? I have a question to answer that question. Uh-oh. I would like to know how many people listen to AM radio. 
because <laughs> I there's nothing on AM radio that like attracts me whatsoever. The the thing with AM radio I associated with like conspiracy theorists because uh mm-hmm. the only thing I can think of is coast to coast on AM radio. And coast to coast always has like crazy ass like talk shows on mm-hmm. it where they're talking about aliens or like the end of how the world's going to end like people call in with like their crazy theories and shit uh so i feel like it's just a bunch of like lunatics that listen to am radio <laughs> you're a serial killer if you listen to am radio <laughs> i i i remember like when i was younger uh it would be played my dad would play it and it would be uh like the old like they, they would ha- they would be reading like murder mysteries it was almost like an audio book oh, yeah, yeah, almost yeah. which which i thought was kind of neat mm-hmm. but then but then you kind of lose interest you're like, i don't give right. a fuck right like right. i, I want to listen to to my rock station or or whatever but you know like and, and i feel like am radio would be more popular in the more small towns because I notice living in the interior of BC, uh, you know, in small towns, like there was literally only five FM radio stations. That's it. And there was the French station, because there's always some French station that nobody cares about, unless you speak French, obviously. Uh, And then there was the CBC, right? That's two. Then you would have your pop station wow i didn't no one cares about radio (laughs) okay so in canada everybody listening in the states in canada we've got like our second language is french so um i find it it's more prominent in the more east you go in canada so like ontario uh like maybe the maritimes and that but out west nobody gives a fuck at all right which is kind of funny and that's why like whenever you listen to the political debates like i'm going on a tangent here but anytime you listen to the political debates like that's why the quebecer always is complaining about nobody cares about us in in the west (laughs) right so that's that's why but um but then there was like you had your rock station which would play the same old like Led Zeppelin and you know ACDC, and then uh, that. So I feel like in the even more smaller towns, because there are smaller towns in the when I was living in the Kootenays, um, I feel like they would probably be listening to AM radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, that's where the whole tangent went. I know I went on a little I, bit of a deep end there, but I yeah, feel I like think, the tiny towns people are listening to AM radio. Yeah, I I could see that. I think. I think AM radio has a longer distance, like a a bigger range. Mm -hmm. I think FM radio is like a short range and like AM radio is a long range. So that, that would make Mm -hmm. sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, AM radio being killed by the electric car. So for all of you people who are anti electric car, there's another reason to stick with your gasoline vehicles. (laughs) Uh, I know somebody who's anti-electric car, and I've got to tell him about this because I want to see what he's, his opinion is of the AM radio now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pro AM radio. That's uh, yeah. going to be a popular... Uh, and uh, Ben, if you're still point. listening, that's you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> a popular rallying point for all you anti-electric yeah. vehicle people. <laughs> Watch. I'm going to come into work soon, and there's going to be like... 
No, support AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> like people are gonna be protesting. Oh. <laughs> uh. uh. Uh, a one-off Bob Dylan record is expected to fetch up to one million British pounds at an auction. Uh, the disc features a new recording of Dylan's "Blowing in the Wind," which was recorded in March 2021. It's actually the very first uh, new studio recording of the song since Dylan wrote it in 1962. It's unique because the record uh, uses materials used in a CD and vinyl, so it's combined together, promising better sound quality and durability than vinyl uh, but it can only be played on a regular turntable and only mm. one of these physically has been made so it's going up for auction pretty soon and people are expecting it to go for one million british pounds i guess that's what you do once you get <sighs> like that famous you just like i'm gonna record a song and only make one of it <laughs> yeah I see I I am mixed here because obviously I don't think unless you're a diehard Bob Dylan fan which I I've never met a diehard Bob Dylan fan who just listens to nothing but Bob Dylan. Oh. Um, yeah, that's that would be weird if you only listen to Bob Dylan or like Yeah, like the, like, like I, Bob Dylan is everything. He's the reason why I'm alive. <laughs> Right, like, like I think Bob yeah. Dylan's a great songwriter. Like, I think he's definitely like historical for musical purposes. But um, I kind of dig the idea of re-recording your songs rather than remastering them, because I always mm. find when you remaster the songs, I feel like there's a the technology is too great for the time, and I feel like sometimes it just overdoes certain parts of the songs. Yeah. Whereas I'd rather listen to the original recording at that point. Whereas if you're going to re-record it, I'd be a bit into that just to see because like it's going to be slightly different. It's not going to be perfect, but yeah. your voice um, changes going to have time. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a bit more matured and aged, like a good wine. Yeah. You know. Uh, but um, so I I can understand it, but but I just find it interesting that it's going for that much. Just because I I don't know of any diehard <laughs> diehard Bob Dylan fans that are, I need to get this right now. Yeah, <laughs> like we're honey, we're putting the house up for mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um. Oh, we're actually pretty close to time. So, uh, one more news item, and then uh, we'll go Let's into the Motorhead thing. Uh, because I had a few more, but they're not that important. Last thing, a um. So post Michael Jackson's death, uh, the two 2010 album called Michael was released. Uh, three songs from that album have now been removed from streaming services. Uh, so those three songs since the release of that album has been under scrutiny since the release uh, with fans claiming that it wasn't Michael Jackson singing on those songs. Uh, Sony Music has come out and said they are removing those songs uh, from streaming services because they have become distractions for the fans and they rather people focus their attention on the legacy of Michael Jackson. But they swear they aren't removing it because of the lack of authenticity. <laughs> Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Feel like there's a lot of controversy behind that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. 
like to to me the song the three songs i've listened to them they're like whatever that it's all that whole album mm. is a whatever album but it's so like if this is true it's not michael jackson singing on those songs that's so shitty that is like what that is the pretty fuck bad are you doing <laughs> that is that is actually pretty bad that's j- just as bad as someone finding out that you're lip syncing at the concert yeah that you're going to yeah right it's so like that's so messed up but anyways those three songs no longer on streaming services uh because they've become a distraction quote unquote <laughs> mm, interesting <laughs> sounds like they're trying to just sweep it under the rug <laughs> yeah um Anyways, that is music uh, news for this week. Let's get into the album review. Uh, so for this week, uh, we are doing... And, uh, cue, uh, cue uh, the music, Cam. This week, we are going to be discussing Ace of Spades by Motorhead. So... Ace of Spades is the fourth studio album by British metal band Motorhead. It was released on November 8th, 1980, and is the band's most commercially successful album, peaking at number four on the UK album charts and reaching gold status by March 1981. It was the band's debut release in the US. Uh, although the band refers to music as rock and roll, many consider it... Uh, the most influential album in the development of thrash metal. So bands like Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, etc. Rolling Stone currently Mm. has it ranked at 408 Mm. of the greatest albums of all time. So, Mm. Eric, thoughts on Ace of Spades by Motorhead? You know, I, I always love this song. Because, like, especially the Ace of Spades, because I just, I just thought, the Ace of Spades, <laughs> the Ace of Spades, right? Um, I feel like there's nothing um, special, like, crazy, like, mind-blowing about this album. It, it sounds like rock and roll. Um, it's It interests me that, and, and maybe it's because I'm not familiar and I'm not edu- well-educated on the metal genre. Uh, just, but if this is like the introduction to flat, like thrash. why thrash metal is, is a thing, uh, it, that interests me. And I, and I want to know why, because it, it kind of has like that bit of that. Um, it, it's definitely hard rock in my mm. opinion. Um, it, like I can compare it to hard rock a lot, but it has like that punk feel to it like like it's just very like the same riff like right um uh and and it has that same like kind of punkish feel for the overall part of the album but more of like a hard hard rock setting um i think his vocals are very unique in the band you know uh lemmy lemmy's got like an interesting voice but it fits with this music um like i i would never like if he covered like a crooner song or anything like that i think he it would, does he sound he awful does. He, he does um what's what's the song michael buble uh does all the time uh no sorry frank sinatra my way i think he does a cover of my way really yeah yeah, yeah. oh i gotta i gotta hear <laughs> I, that now um uh, I, I find I find that like like it, like I I actually really enjoyed listening to this album. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want people to get the impression that I didn't like it. I, I I thought it was great. I thought it was it was definitely 
in the in this genre of kind of music, I feel like it's easily blended in with everything. That's the only difference, other than his vocals. And he's you know not a lot of bass players are the are the vocalists of the band, mm-hmm. um, which is good. Uh, I did find it was interesting, especially when you came on to Jailbait, the song Jailbait. I thought it was, was a little bit like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the lyrics in that one, yeah. but uh, I I, I kind of get on where, where he's going with that. But uh, I enjoyed it. I I thought it was great. I thought it was like if anybody is wanting to listen to rock music, I would definitely recommend uh, check out Ace of Spades. I I'm not sure of their. I've never listened to an album front to back. Uh, this is the first time, uh, so. I I honestly think that uh, out of everything I listen to, obviously you're gonna tell me otherwise, but I think Ace of Spades is definitely probably up there for their albums in terms of if you yeah. had to choose one. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually like on the same page as you. There is nothing like mind-boggling about this album, um, but in in the frame of mind that it came out in the 80s or 1980. Uh, at the time, it was pretty like pretty aggressive, because this is pre pre Slayer, pre Metallica. So like Motorhead, nineteen eighty is probably one of the heaviest mainstream bands, or at least a a band that's known in the mainstream. Uh, they're probably one of the heaviest, uh, if not the heaviest. Mm. So. Um, I guess a little bit of history lesson. Uh, Motorhead would technically be considered a uh, new wave of British heavy metal. So those ba- sets of bands would have heavily influenced thrash metal. Because uh, if you look at Metallica or Slayer or Megadeth or Anthrax, like their influences, yes, they are metal bands, but they were also listening to a lot of punk music. So Motorhead was one of the very few bands that uh, both the metalheads and the punks uh, liked mm. like both both subcultures were into Motorhead, so that was sort of the starting ground of where thrash metal comes from. Uh, so hmm. a really important band, especially this album, because this album would have been sort of the the global introduction of Motorhead to everyone. Uh, first release in the U.S., fourth album overall, uh, and it did chart. Um, obviously the title track Ace of Spades is like, that's a classic Motorhead song. Just a classic song in general. Like everyone knows Ace of Spades. Uh, the rest of the album sort of, I I feel like in terms of tempo and in terms of attitude, it's like pretty much the same. There isn't like a a ballad Mm. there. It doesn't slow down. There's no, like, it's just up here the whole time and it doesn't slow down at all. Uh, so there's no dynamics in the songs. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no like build up. It's just like it's just literally like eleven the whole way through. <laughs> yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. from a uh, a listening perspective, that's where it sort of gets tiring at a certain point. Mm-hmm. I think individually the songs are pretty good. They're not nothing amazing, but not terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of them together at once is a bit <laughs> like oh my god i've heard this song i swear i've heard this song already uh, yeah you sort of run into <laughs> that uh but if mm-hmm. if you're looking at the whole like sort of scope of motorhead albums this is probably the top two top three motorhead albums of all time 
Um, I don't think Motorhead ha- Motorhead has a like great album uh, in their discography. Uh, just you know, mm-hmm. sprinkles of like this is an amazing song like here and there. Um, but this is definitely like probably one of their best. But I think from an album perspective, there's just no dynamics on on it. Mm-hmm. it it's funny because like e- even when he like I remember he did that like he did a song with Dave Grohl on his side project. Uh, oh, it was like uh, a metal album. Robo. Ro robot probot 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 and it was like the song shake your blood and i remember listening to that and i'm just like like it's a good song but it sounds like every other motorhead song (laughs) right and then you have other musicians playing on the album uh just lemmy singing and playing bass over it but uh but no like like i love punk music i think it's awesome and and i think that's why i kind of liked it like i I dug it a little bit because i kind of had that punk feel to it um but uh but i mean like and and i and i'm a sucker for westerns so like the album cover i thought was kind of like as cheesy as it is like this is definitely like an 80s album cover yeah. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> yeah. old and just low budget but i i think it's awesome that they have that western western theme going on there so yeah uh all right eric final thoughts and ratings for ace of spades by motorhead you know what i'm going to give this a 7 out of 10 I, I enjoyed this enough. Like I would definitely listen to this. Like uh, I was listening to the Hives in the car, like uh, mm. Tronosaurus Hives, their album, and uh, it kind of reminds me of just something. Like sometimes I just need that simple rock, and and that's what punk is to me, and and I and I love it. So this is definitely gonna like uh, I'll, I'll probably add this to the rotation every once in a while, just to kind of mindlessly like just nice. you know enjoy. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it lower. Uh, for me, it's uh, it's a six out of ten. Uh, without mm. the title track, probably five out of ten. Um, yeah, it's just like it's like an ACDC record. It's like okay, these are some songs are really <laughs> really good, but man, it's just the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. There's just not enough dynamics on this album. As classic of an album as this is, as influential of an album this is, it just, <laughs> it, it's just not dynamic enough to like. You cannot listen to this like twice in a row, three times in a row. Like, I can see it being like you said on the bottom half of the 480 best albums. Like, I could see mm. it being on the bottom half, yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. But uh, but you know, I'll end off with the uh, the Ace of Spades. <laughs> The Ace of Spades. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. my Lemmy impression. Very nice. I oh. like it. Um, yeah, six out of ten for me. All right, perfect. So that was our discussion slash review of Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Uh, for those of you following along with us every single week, the next album for next week we are doing is Closure Continuation by Porcupine Tree, which is their brand new release. Uh, so we're in for some proggy times, very technical music, uh, which should be uh, fun to exactly. listen to. Uh, Eric, we are pretty much at time. Uh, should we dive into Thief or Not a Thief, or should we uh, close this off? You know what? Tonight? Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on. Okay. Let's do a full, okay, let's do okay, a full okay, Bruntal okay. episode. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, we are at episode 98, you yes. were saying? Yes, 98. So... 
so we're we're trying to think of something to do. Spe- we got to do something special. I'm, I definitely have plans for the beer I'm going to be drinking. Oh, um, nice. So whether or not I get blackout drunk that episode, <laughs> we'll see. But well, we got to do something special for our 100th episode. Like we've been around. You've been listening to us ranting on and on again and controversial statements like through the roof. Um, <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I don't know if we could do some sort of tally oh, of how many we've boy. had. That'd be so through the hundred hundred episodes, and these are just the things that people point out to us, or the things that we subconsciously catch. But the ones that we just say that we that's normal to us, <laughs> like it's probably like through the we're probably in the thousands. <laughs> I would guess. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's do the last one. Pew 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 pew, pew 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 pew. Yeah, pew 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 pew. Thief or not a thief? <laughs> all right uh so for today's thief or not a thief uh we are uh discussing killing jokes uh song 80s uh versus or accusing nirvana's come as you are so 80s is the first single from british post-punk band killing jokes fifth studio album nighttime it was released in april 1984 Upon its release, the single would reach number 60 on the UK singles charts. Come As You Are is a song by American grunge band Nirvana off their Nevermind album released on March 2nd, 1992. And of course, Nevermind would be one of the biggest albums of all time upon release. Following the album's release, the band and its management company were debating whether to release Come As You Are or In Bloom as the next single. Uh, because Cobain had his concerns over similarities of Come As You Are to Killing Joke's song's 80s. Uh, He was eventually persuaded by the management company, and Cobain agreed to release Come As You Are as the second single off of Nevermind uh, because Mm. of its commercial potential. Killing Joke were upset over the song, and there were rumors that a lawsuit had been filed over the song. However, the suit never materialized. Uh, an extra tidbit of uh, information. In 2003, Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl would go to help record drums for Killing Joke's second self-titled album. Uh, and the Foo Fighters have previously recorded a cover of another Killing Joke song called Requiem, which was a B-side to their song Everlong. So lots of connections between uh, these two bands. Um, I think... Uh, Eric, give me your thoughts on the two songs in terms of uh, similarities or not no similarities. Um, so I've never heard a killing joke before when when you sent me this, and I actually thought because when you sent it to me, it was actually reversed. So I thought Nirvana oh. stole it or Killing Joke stole it off of Nirvana, but right. uh, I it, it always comes down to with the thief or no thief. I feel that it comes down to the explanation that you give. And that's what swades my decision. Uh, but I, I will tell you my thought process. So first of all, I Googled Killing Joke. I'm very familiar with Come As You Are. That's like one of the first songs I've learned on guitar. Um, so I I type in Killing Joke in Apple Music, and this is what I see, right? So this is what I see, uh, the yeah. band. And it, and I thought for sure, oh, definitely, because I uh, with my original thought, definitely the lead singer looks like alice cooper so he's stealing alice cooper's look so that's so he definitely still come as you are but now that i know that it's reverse so um i mean 
so here's the thing. Nirvana, I guess, never, like, Kurt Cobain never actually reached out to no. Killing Joe, Joy. That's correct, right? So, so he was fully aware of, you know, look, this sound sounds the same. And if you listen to the song, it does sound like it has pretty much the same riff, <laughs> just with added, like, colored notes, yeah. whereas the Come As You Are is a more broken down version of that. I would say, but but essentially the same thing. Um, now, uh, I just feel like because Kurt Cobain knew knew about it, and he brought it up to the you know the record the company, limit, like yeah. look, like like this this sounds like the song, and they're like, ah, oh, screw it, they're a no name, <laughs> whatever. We'll we'll release it anyway. And that's that's exactly what happened in this case. So I feel like it's a thief. Because, like, he was fully aware and he should have, like, like if he knew that this song sounded, like, the same, like, I, I feel like as a musician, like, I would reach out and be like, hey, man, like, these songs sound the same. Can I can I release this song? Yeah. Or, or do you need any sort of compensation? But it's interesting that the fact just that Dave Grohl played drums on their album just hilarious because obviously there's no bad blood between them or else they would be like no fuck you guys i'm not i don't want you to be a part of this yeah so yeah uh that those songs are so similar like the riff mm-hmm. is just like wow, very that's, very that's similar, similar. And, it, and it's like one of those things where, where it's almost in the same key too yeah like i think it's <laughs> right yeah 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 i think it is in the same key yeah, mm-hmm. the problem is like Cobain, like as a musician, if you know your song is like that close to an existing song, I, I feel like you have an obligation to either change it or uh, give writing credits or like reach out or do something. Like, mm-hmm. so based on that, I gotta say it's a thief because the song is too similar and Cobain knew about it and. That that's enough to say it's a thief. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, so we both agree it's a thief. Now the question is, who did it better, Killing Joke or Nirvana? See, and, th- and that's interesting because, like, after listening to Killing Joke, I'm like, they're actually not a bad, they're not a bad band, <laughs> and they actually have a new album that was released on the 22nd of June. Uh, so I was listening to them, uh, not their newest stuff, but their old stuff, especially in this time when that song came out 80s i think was the song yep um i i like i dig them as a band but uh i feel like they're easily forgettable so uh i'm gonna have to go with come as you are <laughs> did it better Nirvana uh, definitely did it better yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely on the come as you are is the better song like yeah the killing joke 80s song it's not bad but it's not the worldwide phenomenon that Come As You Are is. Mm-hmm. That's just like... Yeah, like Come As You Are is like a like sound, like yeah, like like song. Like it, it's really just emotionally hits you, whereas the 80s is just like, oh, it's just another typical 80s glam band yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, a little so. bit of punky vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Come As You Are, as soon as you hear that riff, it's just like, that's like classic Nirvana and just, yeah. Yeah. And that's what you hear in the eighties, the eighties song, because it's a little, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, that sounds really alike. All right, so. perfect. So it is. We're considering it a thief, but "Come as You Are" is the better song. We're in 
simpatico mm-hmm. there. All right, controversial statements uh, for this episode. <laughs> they are way better than Leonard Skinner. I forget which band you were referencing. Yeah, whiskey, whiskey Myers, whiskey Myers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, the French uh, station that no one cares about, uh, and in reference to radio <laughs> specifically because they are a French radio station. Um, so yeah, controversial statements right there. All right, perfect. So uh, that's that's our that's our episode for this week, episode ninety eight in the bag. Uh, so next week, uh, Thursday at ten p.m. ET, seven p.m. PT, here at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast, we will be doing episode ninety nine, um, and the album that we are reviewing is Closure Continuation by Porcupine Tree. It will be our last episode before we go on a break because there are very important mm-hmm. life things that we have to take care of. And yes. hopefully, I'm Air becoming Canada, a man. <laughs> and hopefully, Air oh, Canada Jesus, don't even know. doesn't lose my like... freaking luggage. That's my only hope. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you know, I'll We're have all breakfast. screwed. Yeah. um but yeah be here next week um here at twitch.tv slash the crossroads music podcast for episode 99 and then we will be taking a small break uh join the discord to figure out when our next uh schedule is or uh, we do have a calendar there also for the next episode but we will announce it when we are coming back um once we are ready that's it all right eric any Closing thoughts, prayers, ideas. See you guys next week. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) 